Entrepreneurs are consistently focused on growth in their businesses, but you cannot grow or improve in your business without having your eye, so to speak, on the prize, without having a clear, concise vision. And growth doesn't always mean a financial growth, like a financial bottom line growth or meeting a certain financial goal. It can also mean lateral growth, like, for instance, building empower partners or improving on or, or acquiring tools to help you grow your business or really anything that helps you improve laterally at, rather than financially. But how do you get really clear on this vision? Well, you need a vision blueprint. So today we're going to talk all about that, but you know the drill. You have to stick around to take part in this. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an out outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Welcome, Virtual Nation and Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, where we try and bring you a new, fresh episode every week on entrepreneurship, on showing up with presence in front of the camera and confidence. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, Rick Moscoso, my producer, who's always here in the production room making this entire show possible. He might make an appearance or two today because he probably has a lot of value to add on this topic. I always love to recruit his genius when it comes to business and entrepreneurship and branding and marketing, all sorts of things. Um, so thank you to him always. Thank you to you for, you know, being part of our sphere of influence, being part of this community and for joining us here today. So today I'm going to talk about something that every business owner, every entrepreneur should really give some thought to. And I really am pretty, um, I feel pretty strongly about that because of just having been somebody who's been in business for 10 years and kind of created and founded my own company. Um, I've had times where I've really not thought about my big picture vision and my goals and, and being really clear on that. And I will tell you, it keeps you out of focus and it can prevent you from growing. So today we're going to be talk, talking about that because we are on the heels of a new year. Not that you have to start something like this in the new year, but it is a great time to really think about your big picture vision and to create what I'd like to call a blueprint for the vision. And what a blueprint does is it keeps you super clear. It keeps that vision of yours kind of in focus. It's not so blurry and it keeps your eye on the prize. Whatever your goals are for the year, you can achieve them so much more easily if you really are focused on where you're going. It's like you need to know where you're headed so that you know how to get there, right? So we're going to be talking about what I like to call the blueprint for your vision and getting super clear on it. And I have sort of, and we have done a show before on vision mapping. And that's why this is, this shows how important it is because I've done multiple shows on it because it's always important for us business owners to be connected to our vision, to be clear on our vision. I'd love to, to get Rick's 
input on this. If you can come out of the production room just for a little bit and tell us what you think. Oh, you're wearing the waist up wardrobe hat and we are matching today. You got the red, yeah. the power yes. colors of, you know, busy entrepreneurs. I know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've talked about this topic before, Rick. We have talked mm -hmm. about vision mapping. We've really, uh, we, we talk about it all the time because it is that important. And today, I wanted to bring a fresh new episode on vision and vision mapping and blueprinting your vision because we are on the heels of a new year. And because I think it's just such a great time to think about working on the business rather than in the dailiness of the business. And I kind of want your, your input, just, you know, having been a, um, a business owner yourself and just see and working with so many business owners. Um, what do you think about the importance of the clarity of vision in, in your work? That's absolutely a, a fundamental, um, you know, like you said, I, I work with a lot of different entrepreneurs and it, it, it drives me crazy when I, when I don't have a grasp of their vision to be able to give them the best possible experience that they're looking for. Right. And so I think, uh, as a, as, as someone who sees a lot of different visions and, and different, uh, with, you know, within a, a different entrepreneurs, I think as a, as a, as a business owner, it's very important because, you know, it's not just for you, it's for your team as the team expands. It's for the people who are trying to create assets for you that, that reflect the, the big picture, right? The, the vision that you have. Um, otherwise, you know, you're pretty much leaving it for them to guess and you're making the assumption that they understand when they really don't. You know? Yeah. And it brings up such a good a point. You bring up in what you just said, such a good point in that when you can have a clear vision that you can share with everybody that's supporting you or guiding you, it keeps everything in check and everything in clarity. It keeps everybody aligned with your brand and aligned with what you're doing. They're not going to create something for you if they were creating video or doing social media posts or whatever that isn't aligned because they understand clearly what your vision is because you've been really good about clarifying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's the work that you do, you know, with video production and just running people's shows. It's really important for you as you're creating content or repurposing content or breaking up content. Like, you know, when you know the, your client's vision clearly, then you know, like something might not align. It's so critical. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like a safety check because <clears throat> when they're trying to create a, a video or trying to create a message out there, and and through the process of, of working with them, if they go in a different direction that doesn't connect, I, I can spot that. And and sometimes they don't, right? And so I can kind of, I'll, I'll say, well, that, that doesn't really align with what you just said a couple episodes or in this uh, this past video. How does that connect? You know, and and sometimes sometimes it just takes an explanation so I understand the 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 connection and and the, the whole story arc of what they're trying to tell me. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, the, the last thing I want to do is just kind of guess and then put something out there that, that their customers see that doesn't align. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. you actually did that to me for this episode too. You said, Christine, we're doing a whole episode right now on, you know, the blueprint for vision or how to really see your vision clearly. But didn't you do an episode not that long ago, like several episodes ago on vision mapping? And, you know, that brought up a really good conversation between us where, where I emphasize, yes, it's totally true, but 
that's how important vision mapping and vision blueprints are so important in business that enough that I want to do more than one episode and also do an episode as we get ready for the new year, because so much, you can do so much to prep yourself um, and put yourself in a good position for the year. So you, as my, you know, my, my showrunner are so connected to what I do and the vision as a whole that you brought that up. And that was so valuable. Yeah. I, I, I think you just need that. You, you know, if it wasn't, if it was, if it's not someone like me, then it's, you got to think about your team, right? Think yeah. about your team. And, and uh, you know, if, if you don't have that, that vision planning, whatever it is in front of your teammates, then, you know, they're just kind of sitting around not, not knowing what exactly to do, but just taking, you know, instructions about this, taking instructions about that without knowing how do how do these two things, you know, come together and, 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 you know, reflect what your, your overall big picture is. Yeah. So important. So important. So I've kind of whittled it down to eight pillars when it comes to blueprinting your vision and keeping it really clear and concise and aligned with your brand. And that's what I want to share today. I want to share the, these sort of eight modules or eight pillars, because I think that if each of us as business owners have think about this going into the new year, we can get a lot of clarity and a lot of focus on how we're proceeding throughout the year. And I don't know if you Anybody out there has experienced this, but the year has gone by so quickly. So if you don't have certain things in place and the year is going by quickly, you might not be able to reach your goals only because you haven't really thought about that vision, right? So it's really important um, as a business owner to really focus on this. And we're gonna, I'm going to call this the, the blueprint of vision, your, your vision blueprint. And there's like eight things I want to talk about today as you're formulating this blueprint. And the first thing is, like I always say, this is what this is so important, so foundational is a clear vision starts with a clear why. Why? Knowing why you do what you do, knowing the purpose, right? And not just knowing the basic purpose, but knowing the deeper purpose, that deeper purpose, that visceral purpose that connects you to the business that is the thing that drives you when you're having a bad day where you can, you know, just pick up from a, a, a bad experience in the business and say, you know what, this is not, this is not the end all be all. This is just something I can learn from. And I'm doing this for such an important reason and I can continue. So it's that why to the why to the why that we've talked about before on other episodes and that I work with my clients on when I'm helping them with their branding. You really need to explore the why. And it's a good time right before the beginning of the year to revisit why you do what you do. Again, remember, we've talked about this so many times. It's sort of that why to the third, that why to the third exponent. And it's not just about that superficial why. So for instance, I'm going to give you an example of how I formulated my deeper why so that you can use that to kind of think about your own. But my um, surface why is that it is very rewarding for me to help other entrepreneurs in business to show up with a great image in the marketplace. So getting them dressed up, um, and making them feel great in their outfits, on camera, um, in whatever arena they are as business owners, 
um, that helps them up-level their confidence, and that is very rewarding. But the deeper why to that is that really everybody deserves to have this opportunity to show up in the marketplace with their best face forward, with their best foot forward, right? And I want to be able to provide that for everybody. That's a bigger ripple effect. And even deeper than that is, you know, I always have said in the past that your deepest and your greatest gift lies next to your deepest wound because I've heard, I actually heard somebody say that on stage once and it, it really resonated. It's like we create businesses out of places where we felt frustrated or um, negative feelings and we've wanted to change that and created businesses around that. And for me, I grew up watching my mom really not take care of herself, kind of neglect herself, not showing up in her very best that I knew she could. And I always felt pretty deep sadness for that. I always felt like, gosh, if she just self-cared a little bit. Um, up-leveled her, her image and her self-care, boy, would she be so much happier and her happiness would totally extend to us. So again, it's sort of digging deep into the why, to the why, to the why, of why you've created the business that you've created, because that's what's going to keep it alive. That's what's going to keep your business persisting in the face of all negative things, in the face of, you know, um, recessions, in the face of people, you know, losing clients and trying to gain other clients. And I really want to to get Rick's opinion on this because he know, he's explored the why to the why to the why with me before on shows. He's even done the exercise himself prompted by the show. And I think that's it was super cool to kind of put him on the spot to do that. But, you know, like I said earlier here, Rick, a clear vision starts with a clear why. Um, what say you? <laughs> I'll laugh. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that was one of the first things um, that I that I learned early on and as an entrepreneur is that you know people ask here's the thing so people won't believe you or or, or buy into to what you're doing until they know why you're doing it and right and so they so I I, I started folding that why into um, my elevator pitch well not not the elevator pitch but you know as we got deeper uh, mm -hmm. into um, uh, knowing each other, um, uh, you know, early on in the relationship with, with, uh, uh, another business owner, I would reveal it, not the deep why, but the, the superficial why, and a little bit, maybe a little deeper than that, um, to, to let them understand exactly where I was coming from. Cause it's, you know, this whole thing is not about me making money because you need something from me, but it's to, but it's to, uh, make you look good in a way that maybe you didn't think you could in front of the camera or on a video or in whatever type of production is. And, and so uh, for, for me, I thought that was one of the first things that I had to, I had to have uh, a, a reason why, so I could communicate that with, with a potential client. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you said that about, you know, the making money piece. So I always, I never consider that the why, like people will say, well, isn't it just to make money? Well, that is goes without saying. Obviously, you're working in business. You need to you need to make a living. We get mm -hmm. that. That's always a given, right? That fact that you need to make a living doing it. Um, but that can never be your visceral why, because the th I find that the deeper you go with really why you've chosen to do something, the money kind of comes. It just kind of flows. Don't you agree? Or have you? Has that been your experience? Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> this all goes back to, and you can Google this if you look at. Um, if you watch um, Simon Sinek's short video on the golden circle, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. He talks about, he talks about the three things, the why, the what, and the how, 
right? And how typically most companies or most people have the why in the middle, in in uh, the why is the last thing, right? This is what we have. This is this is how we do it with that thing, and this is why you should have it, right? Yeah. Which is the opposite of what um, Simon teaches, and it's like this is why you should have it. This is how it's going to help you. And this is what we can do as a result of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and and so if you put the why out there first, uh, when you are talking about your business or you're talking about yourself, all the rest of the stuff follows. And if, if they can get engaged with you early on, and they understand your why they'll buy into you, right? They'll buy into you. And so the money will come as a result of that, because mm-hmm. now you have these potentially long-term uh, relationships with these people who have bought into you uh, yeah. because of the way that you, you, you've structured the, the, the why, the what, and the how. Exactly. Exactly. So the why should never be that because I need to make money because that will come that naturally flows from your deeper purpose. And I feel like it's important to clarify this part, this as a foundational piece in your vision, because it gets you grounded in your purpose. It really gets you grounded and solid in your commitment to your purpose. And when you feel solid in your commitment, you get really clear very quickly on why you're doing what you're doing and and how to get there. And it feels good to know why you do it, right? I think that that has been one of the biggest revelations for me as a business owner is really being connected with my why. as As a beginner entrepreneur, when I first started being a a business owner, I would get asked that question all the time. Well, what's your why? I even got asked that question by Rick when he first did a, um, a branding video for me. And I, and it was, it was interesting to think about it and, and really articulate exactly what my why is. But as I matured as a business owner, and as I formulated my own plan to really coach my clients on exploring their why, I feel like at this point, just digging and drilling down to that deeper visceral why, why you, what is it that compelled you to create this business? Um, What is the, either the wound or the compelling factor or the I mean, you know, you can go as far as say trauma. Some people create a business out of trauma. It doesn't always have to be that way. But what is that one thing that, you know, that really compels you to do this every single day, wake up in the face of adversity as an entrepreneur and do it every single day? So, so important. So the first thing is a clear vision really starts with the why. The next thing, the next pillar is that a clear vision requires core values. Now, core values are very connected to your why. The why is definitely the foundation. That's the first thing you start with. But core values are so critical when it comes to how you are really showing up in business, how you're treating people, not only customers, but also your employees, the core values of the partnerships you enter into or the people you hire, the vendors, Everything has to really connect to the core values. And um, here's the thing with core values. When core values are clear in your business, your decisions become that much easier. And I, I don't know, Rick, if that resonates with you at all. But seriously, when I come up, when I have to make a decision of, you know, let's say it's a decision, decision of whether or not I want to take on a certain client or not then I am, um, I, I think about, is this person really connected, understands the process and do they are they connected to our core values? And that's where I make my decisions from. How about you, Rick? What do you think of, um, on that, tish, on that well, issue? 
Well, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> early on, if you're just starting out, you want anybody and everybody, right? right. But as you gain experience and you, um, um, you know, see some results, then, you know, like for, for me, for example, I mean, I have the luxury of saying no, where, where, you know, years ago when I first started, it was like, no, I, I just, <laughs> I'll take anybody. Yeah. Um, but I can, I can typically in, in a uh, discussion really spot the person that I really want to take, uh, take on and work with, you know, in the long term. And then there, those are, then there's the ones that were like, okay, uh, you know, this is going to be a one-off type of thing. Okay. I'll do that. But there's certainly those that are like, uh, you know, I'm too busy. I, I can't get to you for like probably two or three months. Um, but I can recommend you to somebody else and I'll pass them on to somebody else that I don't like, but uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. well, and that's, you know, and it's not like, um, it's not like a, a snobbery thing. It's really about, mm -hmm. are you going to, are you the best person to serve that person? Right. Is there a good fit? It's, it's also about, you know, sometimes it's about just basic personal core values. I mean, if you're somebody who is like vegan and you're being hired to, you know, promote or do marketing for like a leather company, it's a little bit hard. The core values don't meet and match there. So it could be a, a number of different things. And, um, some of the core values were the Jade House's style is like one of our core values. And I know you're very in tune with this one because it was the subject of our tagline is very outset is play, you know, dressing up your image should be fun, effortless and easy. It shouldn't be hard. It should be playful. Let's play dress up. Let's just, let's just be effortless about it. So that's one of our core values. It's a service with humility is another one of our, our values just, you know, really being having the client understand that we are there to serve them and we are all, you know, hands on deck for that. And we have other core values, of course. Um, but, you know, just kind of articulating those is really important because, again, when your values are clear, your decisions become really easy, don't you think? And it has to be clear because think about it. Think about it this way. Uh, as you're working with, with, with somebody and your, let's say your core values are a little bit incongruent, right? What happens? What do you think is going to happen to that other person when something goes wrong, right? In your project, are they going to be forgiving, like with somebody that's in line, or are they just going to, you know, talk badly about you behind your back? And then after you're done with the project, you know, talk to everybody else and say, no, don't ever hire that person. They did. They're they're not worth anything. They're, I had so, such a bad experience, that sort of thing. And you, typically, you can kind of spot that if you just if you can recognize how how uh, congruent your core values are and and the closer you are with that then then you know that that's something that we can work with yeah a hundred percent hundred percent. So if the first thing is, you know, a clear vision starts with the why, the second thing is a clear vision requires your core values. The third pillar, the third idea I want to talk about is that a clear vision really takes into consideration your personal happiness and your work-life balance. And so this is something that as business owners, sometimes we totally neglect. We totally try, we sacrifice for our clients. We really bend, um, a lot for our clients. And sometimes that's okay because we want to please our clients, but it sometimes we have to also consider that we can't sacrifice our personal happiness for um, the, the job, right? Because our businesses are not really the job. That's our, that's our happy place. We've created these businesses because we've had a passion for it. We have a visceral why. So then if it 
causes you to sacrifice your personal happiness and give up your work-life balance, then you know what? Your vision can really be disrupted. And Rick, I know you can say a lot to this because I know you live a life of, of true balance. I mean, you are pretty much Mr. Dad uh, because I know your wife, Tammy, is she travels with work, but you've made the decision with your youngest to kind of be there and, and lead his um, Boy Scouts. You also are very involved in your local charity um, um the Elks Club, and you, I really see that you really, you you love that. And if any, if your work took you away from that, it would actually compromise your vision because that's not how you want to live your life. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, early, early on with my two younger daughters, you know, I, <clears throat> I was, I was all over the place. I was just doing everything. I was focused on work. I brought work home, talked about that. And, and over the years, I just figured when, when Dylan came around, um, it was a blessing in disguise, right? Um, and I thought, you know, I've got to set some boundaries here where when I'm done at work, I'm done and I'm not bringing it home. I'm going to focus on this. And like any successful business uh, owner or or um, somebody that has a team of people or uh, that when you're done doing your thing during the day, the, your, your, your passion uh, uh, working in your, your industry or whatever it is you happen to be doing. Um, sometimes things don't go right all the time. Right. And there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of, uh, things that go on over there. The last thing you want to do is bring that home. And so there's gotta be a clear stop where you come home and you don't bring that attitude home. You don't bring all the BS, you know, home. And then that, because that'll just spill over into your family members and they, they'll read you really quickly. Uh, and so why, why do that? Why, why do that to them? Uh, and so you really have to recognize what the, where the boundaries stop during at work and where does family time start, right? Um, otherwise it's just going to be, it's a trickle down effect and you're going to, it's going to affect your relationship at home with, with your, with your spouse and your kids and, um, and it could be even uglier by the, by the end of the night because you've done that. So, yeah, well, and, and it's not easy to do. It's not, sometimes it's not easy to separate business and, and life, you know, because if you're a business owner, you're passionate about your work. Like it's something you live, that it's your happy place. I mean, at least that's how it is for me. I, I love the work that I do. It's very rewarding for me. I want to be thinking about the next thing. And it does actually take a lot of my time. And sometimes it takes time away from my family. And, and it is that kind of thing where I have to rebalance and rethink about it. Um, but I have been able to build in some key boundaries. And, and I never sacrifice like, you know, sort of like my self-care, like getting to my workout or those things ground me too, so that I can be the best business owner and I can be the best human for my family. Um, but I, I recognize that's kind of a hard thing to do. I mean, you know, you were in the corporate world first too. So you probably very seasoned, you would live the life where, you know, you got sucked into that. And, and then you kind of like, well, no, this next season of my life, I'm not going to do that. And so I do think that it's, it, it's great that you do that really well. And I think many of us entrepreneurs fall into the trap where we get, we keep those, we can make those lines fuzzy, but the true clarity of vision is when you can actually balance that personal happiness because you need to recharge for the business too. You know, it helps recharge you. So in, in personal, like personal happiness is not just about 
you know, going out and doing something fun, it could be about self-care, body, mind, spirit. It's like reading your good, a good book or getting to a great workout or, or something spiritual. There's all those things that really help us cal- recalibrate and can help us very be very kind of clutter-free in our minds and, and, and be able to be better entrepreneurs. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I frequently, so if, if I have one of those days, right. And I'm out in the field doing whatever it is I'm doing and, and it's been like an ugly day, uh, you know, I'll come in and drop my things in my office and then I'll just go for a walk. Right. And just go for a walk or just stand out and on the edge of the forest and just look at things and just take a 15 minute breather and just kind of, you know, get back to where none of that stuff should really matter right now anyway. So before I start spending time with, with, with the family, because it helps me refresh and just kind of recalibrate um, and, and go back with a better mindset than, than just marching through the door and just, you know, start yelling orders and all, all that sort of thing. So that, that, that's what helps me. I, I recognized um, that I just need to take a I need to take a breath before someone forces me to go take a breath. Right. <laughs> right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, I think it's so interesting because like, I think um, that the big reset, like the COVID when it hit, it kind of did that for a lot of people. Like we mm-hmm. were going, going, going and that, that just kind of shut things down and it gave everybody the opportunity to really think about that work-life balance, which actually led to the great resignation that we heard about. And this new thing of quiet quitting where people are just, you know, not wanting to work very hard and they really want to have a life outside of work. So it's, it's very interesting um, how important your personal happiness weighs into having a clear vision, right? And making that part of your vision. You have to make your personal goals part of your vision. Like if, if one of your personal goals is to work out every single day, that has to be on your vision board. It has to be in your schedule. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. I mean, if don't don't let it break your routine, right? If that's what, what your routine is, um, don't let an don't let another uh, little thing take you away from that. With even a, even an appointment, don't let it take a, take you away from that because that's your time to 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 think about things or recalibrate or you know start your day off. Just you, you just have to do it. It takes a lot of takes a lot of you know uh, strength and power empowerment in yourself to be able to be that you know, that focused on doing that. It's, it's hard in the beginning. Discipline. Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. It does take discipline for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is sort of, you know, a clear vision succinctly really includes um, what your offers are. So this is a little bit different. We're switching a little bit, some gears, because it's a little bit more of a technical thing, but in your vision, you should really know the offers that you put out to people whether it's a product or a service, like how do you package it and represent it so people understand it easily? So one of the things I did this year as an exercise to get really clear on my offers, because I offer a lot of different offerings and it can get a little bit confusing. But to clarify those, what I did was, is I I took a, um, you know, I started writing down um, all the offers I offer people and then creating a title, like a catchy title for the offer. Like for instance, you know, the Jade wardrobe edit or the Jade wardrobe dream closet edit. And so that's me going in somebody's closet and redoing the closet. So a title for the offer and then a short descriptor. 
a little short descriptor, like what actually is that? So if the Jade Dream Closet edit is sort of the title, then the short descriptor is go in, I edit your closet and create a sanctuary for you, right? And then finally, a more in-depth descriptor of what the offer is. And that is really a little bit more detail about what that actually looks like, you know, going through all the pants and all the shirts and all the shoes and all the jewelry, a little bit more of an in-depth descriptor. And what I did with that is I duplicated that for every one of my offers. And I, um, it will be, a, it will take some real estate on my new website that I'm developing, but it is such a really great way to stay aligned and clear on your vision because a lot of times we create these offers for our, our clients, our potential clients, and we'll tell them something, but they don't really get like, what do they get from it? How does it work? You really need to be able to create like these little descriptors around each one of your offers so they clear you can clearly tell somebody this is how I can help you a little title of what it is a short descriptor and then a more in-depth descriptor Rick I don't know that you have seen any of these of mine but what do you think about the idea because it's something I just did this year because we're going to be putting on my new website with my web developer um, but what do you think about that no those are great that's a great marketing exercise because now you can you can create a, a very catchy thing uh, um, and something, you know, by using certain keywords or some catchy marketing terms, you can, you can be so creative, uh, and creating and doing that, uh, you have a bunch of different products, your, your membership things, um, um, and a lot of the product offerings that you have. And I think it's brilliant because, um, people will, people will remember that. And then after you explain it to them, it's like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I get, I see the connection and, and it, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, I think it was such a great exercise. And I basically whittled everything down to a descriptive title and then a short description and then um, a more in-depth description. And I I will say, I even started understanding my offerings better. <laughs> so I got clear on my vision. Imagine that, right? So for instance, like uh, just to give an example, right? So like I was mentioning the J Dream Closet Program, that's a title. And the short description is edit closet from A to, A to Z, everything in the closet, right? Um, and that includes a more in-depth description, like clear things that don't work, build in the basics, edit the clothes, shoes, handbags, jewelry box, build in seasonal pieces. It meets for three hours once a week. So there you go. Like boom, 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 right? For instance, my Jade Capsule Wardrobe Program, that's the title. And the shorter title is, you know, creating a, um, a mix and matchable closet that um, works for every day of your life. And then I got into more depth about it. So it's so interesting when I did that, I got more clarity and I got more in focus and I feel like that could be done in any business. No so, doubt. I mean, if, if you can't, if you can't write out a description in a one short prayer paragraph, um, then you're not clear on what it is that you're, you know, <laughs> that was the biggest revelation. Cause I've always like somebody would come to ask me for something and I know my head, how it works. And I know my head, what it means, but the more important thing is that you can articulate it to somebody so that they know if they need you, how are they going to know they need you if they don't understand what you offer? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So important to getting a clear vision. And then the next pillar would be sort of now that we talked about you having clear offers, which is such an important exercise, is sort of a clear vision really cares deeply and very intentionally about the customer journey. The customer journey really is everything. Your customers are your bread and butter. They are the your biggest fans. They can be your biggest fans or 
you know, they can be disappointed clients and that is not something you want in, a, in your business. So your customer journey is so important to creating a clear vision. Um, and here's one thing that I truly and firmly believe in when it comes to customer journey. I think a good company, a sign of a really great company is a company that handle how how it is that they handle a problem that you're experiencing when you're experiencing an issue versus not just you know being great to you when you're they're trying to onboard you or get your business right for example say you some you have a client and you know you had to like order these things for them the things came but they're all messed up and broken how you step in as the company leader uh, with trying to help them solve this problem, to get them reimbursed for something that was damaged, to get them taken care of and bringing them back to their original, like being fair to them is really important rather than saying, oh, oops, sorry, you're out of luck. You know, we, there's nothing we can do about it. So how you handle problems for your client during the client journey has, says so much about you as a business owner. Um you know, not just when you're trying to onboard them, you're being great to them. So customer journey is such an important part of your vision and your vision blueprint. So always really pay attention to that. And the next thing is, um, because customer journey is so important, the other thing that's very closely connected to that is sort of your team, your team journey, the people who work for you. I treat my team as if they are my customers and the, with the same um, adherence to core values with the same um, consideration, with the same way of handling whatever problems or mistakes happen, because that says so much about my company. Also, it makes them look at you as a fair leader. And when people feel like they're being treated fairly, they really want to do the best for you. They want that you kind of bring out the best in them. And Rick, sort of this idea of customer journey and, and team journey. What are your thoughts about this? Because they are very closely connected, I think. The way you treat your customers should be mimicked in how you treat your team. I know people don't might not really see it that way, but if you think about it, it's really, it boils down to your core values. How do you treat people, whether you're a customer or people who work with you? Well, I think it's important that you, you that you do exactly what you just talked about. Is it, is it you know, is, is you, you treat them with the same respect as you would a paying client. Um, and be, because that'll spill over into their, uh, you know, some of their core values. So that if they see you do that, well, of course, then they're going to emulate that with whoever they're interfacing with. So that's super, super, super important. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to have happy campers working for you and it's going to spill over. And then, you, you know, then eventually it'll snowball and you'll have a mess on your hands. Well, it's not conducive to a nice, clear vision and a great mm -hmm. company, right? You mm -hmm. want people that are happy working for you. That is such an important um, thing I'm focusing in on this year because I am growing a bigger team. And I want people that come to work going, ah, I can't wait to build that new thing with her. And I can't wait to be part of it. So um, so I think it's so important. Uh, so the, the other thing is, you know, we I talked about eight pillars, so we covered like one through six, and now we're down to what I call number seven, which is a clear vision has a marketing plan. So these are some of the technical things, right? We talked about the why, that's more emotional and visceral, your core values, that's really important, and it's a little bit more of a spiritual spirit thing, a soul thing, your life work balance, that's your self-care, 
what you offer your clients. That's another technical thing, but also a plan for marketing. How are you going to spread your message? That is really important as we go into next year and as part of your blueprint, your vision blueprint, to kind of have what are you going to do and who are you going to recruit to help you with your marketing plan? Um, is it going to be via social media? And if it is, who's going to be creating the content? How are you going to push it out? Thinking about all those things. Um, is it going to be done with video? Are you going to create a branding video or small videos that you then repurpose to put out on your social media or to put it on your YouTube channel so that you can get your message out there and people can find you? Is it going to be website? Are you rebuilding a website? Do you have a current website that you want to really uh, beef up a little bit and, and drive more traffic to? So all those things are really important to think about. How are you going to start marketing differently or um, additionally as you go into your next year to keep a really clear plan in mind and clarify that on your big picture vision and your blueprint? Uh, so for me, for instance, I am rebuilding my website really focusing in on driving more leads to my website and getting more leads from my website, which I hadn't really done very well in the past. So this is a really new, a new thing to me, but it's a clear, it's clear on my vision blueprint. It's something that I'm definitely working towards. I have somebody helping me develop it and um, I'm working and taking their advice and, and doing what they tell me to do so that I can get there. So really thinking about what your marketing plan is. Having a clear marketing plan is part of having a clear vision. And finally, one of the things that has really been a big aha for me this year is sort of having, knowing that a clear vision comes from creating win-wins for everybody involved. So of course, I'm running a business. Of course, I have some valuable things to offer clients that will enhance their lives. But I want to also remember that I, as I offer somebody something, like I am going to work on your closet and create this dream closet for you, um, that's hopefully going to be a win for them because they're creating this amazing space and they're then up-leveling their image. And I'm, of course, getting the business there is sort of a win-win built into that. It can't always be about you getting the next contract. It has to be like, what are you going to offer and how are you going to offer that to them in the best way possible so that they feel like their investment was so well spent that they got their biggest bang for your buck. It's so important to me. I would love to hear you know what you have to say about this, Rick. You know, Just having sort of those win-wins built in, even again with your team members and with your clients, like giving them the best work, right? Get You acquire them as a, you know, they sign up with you, they sign up for your program, but then they need to know what's next. And they need to know that they're going to win big, that their investment is going to be worth it. And they're going to get their biggest bang for your buck, for their buck. What do you think about that? Well, you, you always have to have a, a, a target for them to shoot for a goal, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, and uh, as long as they see uh, a, a attainable prize at the end of the, at the end, that project, then you know they'll do their best as long as again their 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 um, core values are in line with you, the messaging's all in line. They want they want to succeed just as bad as you want to succeed because your your success as as the uh, as the business owner is only going to be as good as their success. And so by by motivating them uh, and and having them buy into uh, what it is you're doing, that just makes everybody stronger. 
Um, and, and I think that's absolutely important that, that you have those incentives uh, in one way, shape or form. Yeah. Creating win-wins is like, there's so many different ways, like with partnerships and affiliates, you're creating a win-win there when, when you are, when they're, you know, um, referring somebody to you, they get this affiliate, uh, they get to be part of an affiliate program or a partnership where if you know, you, there's, you can, you have the same target market as a different entrepreneur, you can come together and really serve the client in a very powerful way. Um, you know, the bridal industry does this really well where the bridal salon, you know, store can refer to a catering company for bridal. I mean, so there's like these win-wins involved where the bride gets everything she needs, but also these two businesses get to get to um, serve this client. Um, you know, having these raving fans and offering them, of clients that I've worked with in the past and offering them, you know, perks for, for being raving fans, right? You know, some, somebody might offer you a testimonial and that is great. And you should not be paying anybody or anything for a testimonial, but then showing them the gratitude that comes from it, right? Recognize them maybe on your social media so that they feel like, oh, I contributed to their growth. This, this creating these wins, wins is so, so important for everybody's growth. The other thing is to win wins with your team. I mean, I try and create win wins with my team where I'm building an incentives like you get to do be part of this and um, and help this this person like change from like not having the confidence to show up in the world. But you got to be a part of this and you got to give them that with me. So really creating the win wins is so, so important. And um because nobody wants to do something and not gain anything from it. It's, there's no motivation and incentive, right? Um, life is a give and take. So a clear vision really does does hinge a lot on the leader and the founder of a company creating win-wins in everything that they do. So those are the eight pillars that I see as so important and key to creating a great blueprint, a clear blueprint and vision for your your, your upcoming year or really the future of your company. And so the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up boils down to this. You got the main takeaway here is you always, as you are, you know, building a vision, you want to make sure you stay clear and concise and so that you can stay in focus and stay on target. And how do you do that? Well, the one thing that I always say is you got to start with your why. You have to know your core why. That is the main takeaway here. You got to know why you're doing this. You got to know why. And it has to be very deep. It can't just be, I'm doing it to make money or I'm doing it because, you know, I'm really good at technology. It can't just be that. It has to be deeper than that. Um, a, a tip to think about is, you know, explore that why. If you're not certain on your why, do a little bit of a self, you know, reflection and exploration, like really put down on paper how you ended up doing this work. What got you started? Why did you feel compelled to start your business? So you can really dig into the, into that. A tool, I will tell you, this show will be a really great tool because I outlined eight specific things here that will give you a lot of um, a lot of direction in creating these important pieces to building a clear vision. And an action item, I would say, go to the drawing board, sit down and spend like, you know, an hour just brainstorming around your vision and getting a little bit more clarity around a lot of these these issues, these, these uh, pillars I talked about, what's your why? What are your core values? Put them down to paper. What does your work-life balance look like in the next year? Are you taking time for your personal endeavors, for the things that make you happy personally? 
what are your offers? Sit down and make those little descriptions, the descriptor word, a deeper description, and the even deeper description. Think about your customer journey and your team journey as both being really important about how you treat the people that work with you and you work for. And finally, have that marketing plan in place and be creative about creating win-win. So there you have it. Waste Up Order Weekly Wrap-Up. And we'll see you next week at the same time, same place, where we're here live every Thursday, bringing you a new, fresh show. As an entrepreneur, this is the place for you to find everything you need to know, everything you need to learn about being having great entrepreneurial presence, whether it's about your image, mindset, or building your business. Mm-hmm.